0: Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now, let's dig in. Suspect Brian Koberger, who is accused of taking the lives of Kaylee Gonsalves, Maddie Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Zana Kornodal, will appear before District Judge John C. Judge starting Monday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, for his arraignment. Yes, the judge's last name is Judge. Koberger will be in the Latah County Courthouse, and he's expected to enter a plea of not guilty for the five charges against him, four counts of first degree blank and one count of burglary. During the hearing, the judge is going to reiterate his rights and the charges against him. Now, the judge is likely going to ask Koberger to enter a plea for each of the five charges. If Koberger does plead not guilty, a trial will be scheduled. This will be the first time we've seen Koberger in court since his initial appearance in early January. Note that in Idaho, if the suspect refuses to enter a plea, or if he fails to appear at the hearing for some reason, the court will enter a plea of not guilty on his behalf. Well, isn't that special? I'm pretty sure Ann Taylor is going to make sure that Koberger's fanny in his little orange jumpsuit is going to be there. If Koberger were to surprise everyone and plead guilty, there won't be a trial, of course, and the judge will order a pre-sentence investigation. An investigator will then complete a pre-sentence report, which will contain information about Brian Koberger that could help the judge in determining an appropriate sentence. These reports are confidential because they contain a lot of information about the defendant's personal life, social history, and other sensitive details. Let's go back to the district judge now for a second. Judge, judge, oh my god, that sounds so ridiculous, is likely going to be one of the most influential figures in this case moving forward. Judge, judge will be presiding not just over Koberger's arraignment hearing tomorrow, He will also most likely be overseeing Koberger's trial if he has one. The only way Judge Judge wouldn't be the judge would be if the parties, either the defense or the prosecution, decided to disqualify him for the case. In Idaho law, the parties, meaning the prosecution and the defense, each have a right to one disqualification without cause of one judge. So the defense could opt to disqualify Judge Judge if they feel he's had a pattern in the past of always siding with the prosecution. And if the defense or prosecution does decide to disqualify Judge Judge, they don't even have to give a reason. But each party can only disqualify a judge on a case one time. So they better be pretty certain about the judge they disqualify because they might get another judge whose track record is even worse. So who is Judge Judge? Is he known for being a fair judge who listens equally to the prosecution and the defense and rules equally in their favor? Judge Judge received his law degree from the University of Idaho, the same school that the victims went to, and his undergraduate degree, was from the University of California, Santa Barbara. Nice place to go to school, I would imagine. He's been on the district court bench since 2018. According to legal experts, that's not a very long time to be a district judge. Before that, he was a magistrate judge starting in 2008. And before that, Judge Judge was in private practice for 24 years before being appointed a magistrate. Thus, it looks like this guy has a strong background and he has done some criminal defense work when he was in private practice. This hints to him likely knowing how to navigate through a criminal case like this one, which will be played out under the brutal glare of the media. One of the judge's past cases indicates that he probably is quite well-versed in criminal law and quite fair when it comes to the defense. In 2006, Judge Judge had a case in the Idaho Court of Appeals that he won and got a published opinion from. This apparently is not very easy to do. In this particular appeal, the judge argued that his client had ostensibly agreed to a warrantless search during a traffic stop, but that under the circumstances, that client's consent did not really have been voluntary. So Judge Judge made that argument on behalf of his client and he won the case. This shows that Judge Judge went the extra mile. He researched previous case law, he filed motions, he did the litigation, etc. He could have easily just had his client plead guilty because of that client's consent to the search. Instead, the judge went the extra mile for his client, and he saw that the situation had been unfair. Apparently, most cases like this that go to court don't get this degree of litigation. This suggests that Judge Judge had a high-level criminal practice, which in turn hints at him being fairly well-prepared to oversee a high-profile case like this one. Because the judge practices in Moscow, Idaho, pretty much a small town that doesn't often see cases like this one, if he didn't have the extensive background that he has, he might find himself over his head. By the way, there are judges who are known as hanging judges, meaning they are judges who tend to always rule in favor of the prosecution, who always give the prosecutor the benefit of the doubt, and who fail to take the time to research previous case law when making decisions as to things like if certain evidence should be suppressed and not shared with the jurors, or if a lawyer's objection during the trial is warranted or not. The problem with hanging judges is that their cases often get overturned on appeal. The defense attorneys will file their appeal and then they're able to show that the judge didn't do his or her job or due diligence when making decisions during the trial and perhaps was biased toward the prosecution. What Judge Judge has done in the past indicates that he will be fair during a trial if the Koberger case goes that route. It also indicates that he will likely not be disqualified by either the prosecution or the defense. All of this bodes well for the trial. Okay, that's all for now. I'll be back tomorrow to discuss Koberger's arraignment hearing. We'll be seeing him for the first time in quite a few months. Will he be thinner than when he was first taken into custody? Some people have said he's lost a lot of weight. Will he come in meek and mild and looking afraid? Or will he be smiling and confident? Kaylee's father, Steve Gonsalves, has said that he wants to make the courtroom feel very uncomfortable for Koberger. Will Mr. Gonsalves get to look into Koberger's eyes, or will Brian refuse to look in the direction of the families? Koberger does watch TV in jail, and it's been said he watches everything in the news about his case, so I'm assuming he's well aware of who all the victims are and what their families are like and what their families have said in the press. And I'm pretty sure he's familiar with Steve and Christy Gonzalez. They've been very vocal. It should be very interesting. Can't wait. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, now do me a favor, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you're not yet subscribed, consider a membership if you like what you hear here,